So as we record, it's the 8th of November, and um, and when most people hear this, when the listeners hear this, they will know if we if America has pulled a Brexit, if we've had a, an, an Americit, an, an Amerexit, an Amexit, Amex, I don't know, whatever it is. But because of that, and in preparation for what could be a really devastating uh, election, can you hear that, Mike? That's my drink. For the same reason and many of my own. There we go. We're both drinking tonight. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, it doesn't matter how this election goes. It's going to be an absolute shit show. It really is. It's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I so we, we wanted to talk about this tonight, and we didn't really have any formal plan for how to talk about it but it's funny for well not funny haha funny not funny like a clown do i amuse you uh no it's funny for me because i watched from the sidelines when brexit happened and i was upset about it but because it was happening far away there was some amount of I can't. I can't think of a better word than humor, but humor to it. It's like, oh well, that. I mean, I was sad about it. I was upset about it. I was frustrated by it. But at the same time, I was like, well, that's over there. And even though it affects people I care deeply about, hi Mike, um, it it doesn't really affect me that much. And so, you know, here it was. I was all smug about it a few months ago, whenever that was. When did that happen? The Brexit vote. It was three months ago. Okay, so three months ago. Here it is. I'm sitting all smug, like, oh, haha, those silly Brits. They don't know anything about anything. And then now, here it is on the 8th of November in, in 2016, and I'm like, oh, God. 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 Don't screw it up. 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 And oof, this one's a tough one, man. Yeah, so we are obviously very clearly maybe spending more time on this than we should because, like, who knows how it ends up, and we'll yeah. circle back next time. You know, and the the reason that I say it's going to be a a, a poop show is there are going to be a lot of unhappy people. Oh, no matter how you slice it, very similar to Brexit in that regard. Yep. Right? Like the people are going to be unhappy either way. The the reason this is different to Brexit though is that Brexit doesn't affect you mm-hmm. in America. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Your president affects me. But okay, so I don't think you're wrong. But real? How really? Like, what? What is our president really going to do to the Brits? leader of the free world has yeah. a lot of control? Is that really true, though, or is that just Americans yeah. being overconfident as usual? Well, especially if Trump gets in, right? Because that man is a hot button. He affects the entire planet if he becomes president. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. <sighs> I don't know. It's just yeah, it's a crummy situation, but it's 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 weird. It's weird to see it, and I have just a couple other thoughts about this, but we should move on quickly. It's weird to see it because more than any other election that I've been able to vote for, um, it seems even more than the last time, and I say this every time, it seems so obvious that there is the right and the wrong. And it's hard for me to wrap my mind around how someone could support Trump. And, and I'm not saying it's unreasonable necessarily. I'm not saying that they're wrong necessarily, but it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around it. And, and it's just, it's, it's fascinating to think about, you know, there are people that think that differently from you that are smart people that are people you respect, that are people you like, but are just 
polar opposites when it comes to this stuff. And it's just weird to watch, man. It's super weird. And everyone's super angry about it because we're scared. You know, all of us are scared. People who like Trump are scared. People who like Clinton are scared. Everyone's scared. And it's got to be, it's got to be really tough for you. If, if, as you say, you feel like this affects you, it's got to be tough for you because you have no way of influencing it really. And it's got to be even crazier for people who live here, but don't have the right to vote for whatever reason, you know, maybe, maybe they're not citizens or what have you. And that's got to be really scary and really tough. And it's just, it's intense, man. I'm stressed. I'm super stressed. And hopefully, hopefully by the time you listen to this listeners, everything will be okay. But golly, sitting here now at what is it? Uh, 10 after seven on the night on election night, man, am I scared? Super scared. It's going to be a late night for me, man. Oh, you more so you than me, but I think for both of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about something that's uh, that's considerably more happy. Well, for you anyway. Super sad for me as well. You went to Ool. Sure did. Um, I mentioned it last time that I was going to be in uh, Kalani for the Ool conference, my third Ool conference, the fifth Ool. Um, my second time back at the, 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 the Europe Hotel. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, as you can imagine, I've I've vlogged about it. There is a vlog. Yeah, it was really good. Well, mm, thank you. Well, so here's the thing: it was really good, but I regret having watched particularly the second of the two parter because it made it even more clear that I really should go to this conference, and I'm really missing out. So we'll see you there in April. I don't know. I hope so. It's a, it's a big it's a big ask, right? So if Aaron comes with me. That's great, and I would prefer that, but then we have to have somebody watch Declan, and that's a big ask because nobody's ever watched him for more than a night or maybe two tops. Um, If Declan comes with us, that's a big ask because we've gone to the West Coast, which is like a five- or six-hour plane ride, which is not too dissimilar from from England, uh, or I guess Ireland in this case, Um, but... It's still we've never we've never gone that many time zones over. We've never been overseas with him. It's it's a big ass no matter how you slice it. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that that the two of us or maybe even three of us can go. But oof, it's a lot. But anyway, but so, yeah, so your video, it's funny because a lot of our mutual friends have been to this conference for at least a couple of years running and they always come back and say how wonderful it is. And it's a little different seeing your video even this, even a still image, you can look and say, oh, that's pretty. You know, there's a pretty mountainside. There's a pretty lake. But you see the video and you just see it all come to life. And it, and for me anyway, it was, oh, my goodness. I, I really got to go to this sometime. I, I really do find myself. There are many reasons that, that I go to conferences. Um, you know, like I go to see my friends. I go for the, the inspiration. There is no other conference that I go to where location is as high as those things. Um, And it's not Ireland. I love Ireland. It's not Ireland. It is that hotel. Yeah, That is why I keep going back. And it is in April, which is like six months away, but I I think I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it, there would have to be something that would really get in my way to stop me from going back. I really want to go back because I have such a great time there. One thing that I did this time that I hadn't done before was finally, after many years of wanting to do this, I got to dress up as Marty McFly. Uh, finally, indeed. Now, you and I spoke about this, but did we speak about it privately or was it on the show? 
We spoke about it on the live stream. Okay, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, because you were you were I, I think know. you're right. You're doing you were doing some purchasing with regard to the costume. And if memory serves, I convinced you to spend an excessive amount of money on a completely frivolous purchase that sounds like was worth every pence, almost a penny. Yeah, Casey um, convinced me to buy the shoes, which I loved. So many people thought that they were the real thing, like the Nike mags. (laughs) But they are a Back to the Future officially licensed costume shoe. It's a full shoe. It's an actual shoe. Um, I'll put uh, I'll put a picture in the show notes. There's a bunch more stuff in in the actual vlog if you want to see it in a bit more detail. So the actual shoe they charge via USB. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, you get this like <laughs> splitting USB cable. So it's one cable that splits into two, and you charge them. That's the fine. battery lasted for about three four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, without those, the costume wouldn't have been worth it. Like the shoes made the costume and I felt like the coolest man on the planet. Now, they don't self-lace or tighten or whatever it is? Is that correct? No, they don't. No, they don't. They they, they have Velcro kind of straps on them. Still. Still amazing. I was so happy. Like, just so, so happy. And all was great, but, man, getting to dress up as Martin McFly, that made my weekend. It really made my weekend. So is that going to be your, your costume for all Halloweens until you're, like, 90? I got it now, and the whole thing was pretty expensive because I, everything I went with was officially licensed Back to the Future gear, mm-hmm. so that carried the price tag. When we did the Mike at the Movies with the Rocketeer, um, a bunch of people reached out and were like, hey, you can buy a jetpack, you can buy a Rocketeer um, jacket, you can buy all this stuff, and for a fleeting moment, I was tempted, but that's crazy expensive because only really, really unique people would want to dress up as the Rocketeer like that. Like they're, It's not that abnormal to want to dress up like Marty McFly, but it, I think, is fairly abnormal to want to dress up like the Rocketeer. So uh, I don't know. One of these days, maybe I'll splurge and spoil myself. and We'll go to a costume party together. We'll, we'll do Halloween together sometime. Sounds like fun to me. Uh, I do want to mention just before we close out that uh, if you are interested in all, which I think you should be, this is not a, they're not paying for this. I just want to say this. Tickets are on sale now. For Good April. Grief. Oh my uh, gosh, they have to be. Around. Well, it's this is six months, right? You, yeah, the tickets yeah. would have already been on sale, but they actually announced the tickets were on sale before the conference ended. <laughs> um, you can go to twenty seventeen two zero one seven dot ul u l l dot i e, um, and you can get ticket information there. Uh, again, could not recommend it enough. Uh, it was a fantastic conference put on by fantastic people i thoroughly recommend it and hopefully hopefully i will see you there um in april yeah we'll say i'm making no promises but i am i am actively working on it and if you recall when when we were too sleep deprived to make good decisions we had attempted to get declan a passport in order to go not to this year's ool but the 2016 ool i believe or i'm sorry excuse me 2015 ool and it ended up we couldn't get his passport in time, and it would have been a terrible idea to go anyway, I think, because he was so darn young. But we tried to do it, and now not only does he have a passport, but he has global entry, so really there's no reason for us not to go in that regard. But oof, it's, a, it's a lot of work, a lot of money, we'll see, but I'm hopeful. But I was there briefly this year. Do you oh, remember? Yeah? Do you remember? 
Oh, yes, we called you in on the telepresence robot again. Yes, yes, yes. I made an extraordinarily brief appearance in 2015, I believe it was. Um, but this year, uh, was it you that randomly, somebody randomly sent me a text and was like, hey, get on such and such website with such and such password right now. And it was like 8 o'clock at night or something like that. I think I had changed into my lounging around the house clothes, so I needed to grab my button-down from upstairs that I was wearing earlier that day, so I looked presentable. And uh, I ran to the garage. What do you lounge around the house in? Just an undershirt and sweatpants. But that's not not fancy. I had to put my my button-down back on. I think I stole my sweatpants on. But anyways, point being, uh, I ran to the garage because Declan had just gone down not too long prior, and um, and the, the... family room where we you know have our tv and whatnot is directly under his room so you know shouting at the computer was unwise but uh, i ran to the garage and not only was able to use the telepresence robot which i was able to do the year prior but this year i was able to drive it much more effectively and and i took a walk for the bar Uh, i think either somebody had pointed out where the bar was or i'd asked where the bar was just to be funny and um and they said, oh, that way, that way. And so I started driving that direction, which I think kind of ticked off everyone around me because I think they were trying to like get selfies or whatever. And uh, so I started driving that way. And then the the little website where you control the robot said, oh, if you lower it, because it, it vertically extends, it telescopes up and down. If you lower it, you can go faster. And so I started lowering it as somebody else. It might have been uh, Kathy was trying to take a picture at the time. So here I am not trying to be a jerk, but lowering it as she's trying to take a picture. And it was pretty funny, at least from my end, it was pretty funny. But it was also it was it was happily awkward, though, because here it is. People are like, oh, let's take a picture. And so I hear somebody saying, let's take a picture. And then I see people looking at the screen with their with their phones, but I don't see the person that that I'm taking a picture with. So I'm just standing there in the garage by myself, smiling at my computer like a weirdo. And and I guess there was all sorts of activity going on in in Ireland, but in in Virginia, it was extremely weird, like wonderful weird, but weird. And so it was quite funny. And I did eventually make it to the bar. Didn't get served a drink, though. I'm a little disappointed by that. But, you know, you can't win them all. You weren't trying hard enough. (laughs) Apparently not. But it was a good it was a good conference. Yeah, it was. It was really nice. They did some interesting things this year. They did some new stuff. Um, Kathy's talk, uh, Mrs. Soup, uh, was amazing. She did an absolutely excellent job. It was one of my very favorites. I was trying to like just capture a couple of seconds of, of video clips every now and then to put in the vlog. Um, and I thoroughly intended to do this for Kathy, but was so enthralled by what she was saying, I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. So That's she right. did a great job. Um, yeah, and to that end, you spoke about it on Upgrade, I believe, but um, Jason Snell, friend of the show, did uh, Ool Radio, which was a series of short interview podcasts uh, taken or I guess recorded at Ool. And the one about the escape room with the gentleman whose name escapes me um, was... Chadwick Seven. Thank you. Uh, Jason, I guess, had recorded you guys going through the escape room. and. Yeah. And he didn't like say during the episode that that's what had happened, or if he did, I totally missed it. And so all of a sudden, I heard you in the background, and I was like, yep. "Oh wait, I realize what's going on now." And it was really, really well done. So even if you don't listen to the other episodes, including one by uh, by Mrs. Soup, uh, Kathy, um, which is also very good, but if you choose only one, I, I cannot recommend enough the one about the escape room, if nothing else, because it was an interesting editing job that I thought was extremely well done. Yep. I agree. The the escape room one is awesome, and you should listen to it. 
Yeah, it was it was very cool. Um, out of curiosity, did you actually get work done in your pre and post days, or was that really just vacation days? And you thought you were going to work, but it was not an Amsterdam vacation like you had hoped. No, I I totally got work done. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I caught up on a bunch of stuff. Like editing this show was done whilst I was in Dublin. I was early. I did notice that. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. That's so awesome. I did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I edited reconcilable differences and we've got a bunch of just like catching up on email stuff done. Yeah, it was worth it. So are you going to make another vacation to Dublin to get work done anytime soon? No. No. This will pure I I will try and do that kind of thing this kind of thing where I can, where the trip makes sense. Like if I'm going somewhere um and can spend a day or two before or after, like I think I will try and do that where 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 it's feasible. Mm-hmm. Just because it then does mean like I can just spend real focused time in a different place where I haven't really got anything to do because no one's around to just catch up on and get ahead of the work that would otherwise be tricky to do whilst I'm trying to enjoy myself and or do a job. So Mm-hmm. Fair enough. How how far is it time wise to Dublin from Heathrow? I was in the air for like forty five minutes. Oh, okay, so it's super short. Yeah, and there's no because Ireland is the island off to the west. Is that right? I'm not yes. trying to be funny. I'm really being serious. And mm-hmm. so there's no like channel equivalent over there, right? You would have to fly. Oh, you can get a ferry. Oh, uh, duh. I didn't even think about that. Okay, and and taking train to ferry would have been like hours and hours and hours more, I assume. I don't even think about it. I'll just fly. Fair enough. All right, well. Plus, I had miles. I had air miles that actually got me there. I didn't pay for the ticket. Ah, good for you. Yeah, there is that one perk of going to the States every other week. (laughs) It's on an airline I haven't even used this year, but I'd used them a bunch like in years prior. So Mm -hmm. I had had tickets. I actually used all of my miles and got a business class seat, which I didn't even realize that I'd done until I got to the airport. So that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Then you had said you were disappointed with the uh, food selection, but at least you didn't punch a producer. Am I right? Um, You are right. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. So uh, what else is going on these days? Uh, Somebody sent us a link. Um, Mm -hmm. We we received this link that I didn't realize at first was from long ago. Who had sent this? What did you have that written down? Yes, you did. Uh, Moonish, I'm going to say. Had sent yes, had sent us a link to stuff, which is a magazine. Is that right? I think it's a magazine. Yes. Well, I don't know if it's still a magazine. Um, I expect it is. Stuff was uh, one of two magazines. Yeah, it looks like it still is that I used to read about technology. Stuff and T three. There were two magazines. They printed like once a month, and they they basically were about gadgets and tech. Stuff and T3 always uh, were funny to me um, in, in, in a way that they would put, like, women in bikinis on the cover holding the technology. But, like, if my memory serves me, there were no women inside of the magazine. <laughs> okay. Like, every now and then they might have just, like, a model with a holding an iPhone or whatever. But, like, the point of it was always just, I think, to just to draw the eye on the stands. Mm-hmm. They They were basically just... They're just technology magazines, and I don't know why they did it. One of them stopped doing it. I think it might have been stuff. Um, like, just said that, no, like, times have changed. This is ridiculous. We're going to stop this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was stuff that, that was the one. Because I'm, I'm looking at their website now, and the cover of their magazine, which they're teasing at the bottom, just has a picture of a Galaxy Note on it. Um, 
So I think that they were the one that stopped it. Or maybe they one of them stopped it first, I don't remember. But it was always was kind of ridiculous. And the reason that I bought the magazine was because this was before... This was before, like, it was really easy for me to get a lot of this stuff on the web or I didn't really know where to go for a lot of it, so I used to just get subscriptions to these technology magazines. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so Suff was one of the magazines that I read. Anyway, they did a, in July, they did a 24 best podcast of 2016, maybe a little bit premature, um, (laughs) but they named Analog as one of those shows. So to the writer Sam Kielsen, I say thank you, Sam, for including analog in this list purely because uh it was kind of amazing to me to be on that list considering that i used to read the magazine i have no idea uh if this was printed in the magazine um if anybody knows the answer to that question hopefully sam can answer this because i would i hope that sam is still listening uh (laughs) sam if this was printed in the magazine can you please let me know so i can buy a back issue because that would make me very very happy not that this i mean i'm very happy with it being on the web and i'm I'm very happy to be included but if there was a a magazine you know the magazine oh, i used to you. read if i'm then in it like how great would that be yeah yeah you would have to buy two because i'm going to want one as well yeah but uh i assume that this is probably just on the web um which is ideally the best place for it to be anyway because you can't click links in a magazine right. but it was that we're in some some esteemed company here including the flop house which is probably my favorite podcast probably that, that, i was extremely flattered to see us on this list i had no idea that this was a thing until just a week or two ago uh, i totally missed it so it's like i don't even know how munish found it yeah, me neither. Like I didn't, I didn't see it. What? How did he come across it? It was months old. Yeah, I was, I was curious and impressed and excited, but more than anything else, thankful. So that it is extremely, extremely flattering, and uh, and I really appreciate that we appeared there and and for and to Munish for sending it to us because I wouldn't have known about it otherwise. So that's really good stuff. All right, should we take a break. Yes, please. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at. Linode, with a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers located around the world, this is what makes Linode a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in just under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month that get you two gigabytes of RAM for your virtual server. You'll be able to choose your resources, Linux distro, and node location right from the manager tool which is super easy to use, nice and clean and clear and simple. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot, and resize your virtual server with just a few clicks. Linode servers offer industry-leading native SSD storage, powerful Intel E5 processors, which are the fastest that you can get in the cloud market, and they have access to a 40-gigabit network with multiple levels of redundancy. Linode has an API that allows you to easily automate, automate tasks or develop custom applications right in the cloud. And all of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing of a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups and no balances. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash analog, that's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash analog, you'll not only be supporting the show, you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or you Use the promo code analog20 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. 
I want to start off this this segment here with a uh, with a uh, uh, something funny that was said to me. Okay. Um, but it was a genuine concern of mine. So Nick Nick wrote in and said, "Your solicitor's listening to analog. You say next time, and nothing happens. You say certainly not next time, and something good will happen." Right, that was the thing. Right, I've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks. Definitely next time. Definitely next time. Nothing happens. Maybe the time where I said definitely not next time, something will happen. I just want to before we get into the house update this week. I just wanted to address. I felt really awkward about last week's episode because mm-hmm. I was complaining about this guy, and I still maintain that my complaint was was accurate. But it did make me think to myself: Should I be complaining about this person like publicly? Should I be doing that? I mean, we did cut from the show the, I think, three times I said his name. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a little bit where I was like, I don't know about this. I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have chosen to talk about it were I in your shoes, but I also wouldn't feel bad about you having spoken about it. Does that make sense? Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was unreasonable for you to air your grievances, especially if you can look yourself in the, in the mirror and say, no, I, I gave that an, a fair shake. You know, I, I didn't misrepresent what happened as far as I can tell, you know, from your own point of view, you didn't mis- misrepresent what happened. You told it like it was. And it sounds like this individual kind of deserved a little bit of snark. So I, I, I wouldn't necessarily regret it. Um, I don't know if I would have chosen the same thing again, but I wouldn't regret it either. Yeah, I 100% stand by absolutely everything that I said. Um, I, I felt that the way that we were treated by that individual in a time which was important for us was unacceptable. Uh, but I think in the future, I might put a little bit more thought into whether or not I say stuff like that. I was very upset that day. Anywho, the house update is... <laughs> <laughs> the situation got resolved... Yeah. The situation was resolved because Adina made some phone calls. So oh, she so. called the she called the estate agent. The estate agent said the solicitor is doing everything they can. Why don't you call the company? So she did. She called the company <laughs> nice. that we were waiting on. And then the next day, situation was resolved. There was no there was no document needed. There was still the companies weren't exactly as we thought they were, but it ended up being better because it's one less company we have to deal with and pay every year because it turns out that that one company feeds into another one. And also there was no money for us to pay all of the um, the ground rent and the service charges that we were looking at. They were all up to date. So, as, so we are recording on Tuesday the 9th. We exchanged contracts and paid our deposit to our solicitors last Friday the 4th. Excellent. Taxes and fees were paid yesterday the 7th. It's actually Tuesday the 8th. It's the 9th, which is Wednesday in my time zone. Mm -hmm. But it's actually Tuesday the 8th, because it's just past midnight now. So we paid our fees to our solicitor and all of our taxes on Monday the 7th. We are getting our keys on the eleventh. Oh snap! That's soon. That's which is Friday. Oh my goodness! That well, at least that is what we are told. I uh, I trust nothing um, <laughs> completely. Enough. I am very confident we will have our keys on Friday because well, we've paid all the money now and the contracts have been exchanged. Like 
it is extremely difficult to get out of this. Right, right. Right. Contracts are exchanged. So, like, that is very, uh, it's a very difficult thing to back out of now. But it looks like that we will own our home on Friday. That is super exciting. I am. Finally, my friend, finally. Listener of the show, Lucas, contacted and said that from the day that I said was the beginning of our house process, the day that I got the deposit together, Mm -hmm. to the day that we exchanged contracts was three months exactly. It was 120 days. Funny how that is. And the whole time I'd been talking about three months as a thing, and, and it ended up being that way. It should have been, we should have had this done six weeks ago, but nevertheless. But here you are. It seems it seems to have been mostly resolved. You're on your way. You're almost there. Sounds like things are good. Yeah, they are. Um, it's now just like there's just a bunch of stuff, right? Because yeah, well, now, now that now, was when the real stress starts. Now it's like trying to work out all of the little things that we have to work out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because you said you were going to get some work done, like flooring and other junk, right? Yeah, but we have a. I mean, I think I mentioned last time that we have like a time pressure, right? Which is that the house that we are in has been sold already, and it we are barreling down to the point where this house we cannot be in anymore. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it is a matter of weeks away. I mean you know, maybe like four or five weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, we could move, but there's things that we need. So as we stand right now, this is where we are. What we need done is some plumbing work, small plumbing work. We're having toilets replaced um, and a shower head replaced, small stuff. And also we just need to have the, the, the water checked because we haven't been able to check the water properly. Um, we're having some painting and uh, small decoration work done, like replacing some things here and there. And we are also having new flooring put in. These three things need to happen, ideally, before we can move our furniture. Mm -hmm. Because if we try and move our furniture in before any of these things happen, it just gets difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, all all of those three things can be done and are done to many homes around the world with furniture in them. But it would just be way easier for us totally. if there was no furniture in them. So we're trying to get all of this done. So as we stand again right now, we have a plumber coming on Saturday to assess the work that we need done with the hope that he will be able to complete the work the following week, so next week. Uh, next, like Wednesday, I think it is, next Wednesday, we have somebody coming to measure the flooring. And then we have at least one person, maybe two people coming on Saturday to take a look at the place for us to potentially hire one of them to do the painting decorating. So you're getting the show on the road. I mean, at least you're not resting on your laurels. There's a lot of balls in the air. Um, <laughs> and this is all Adina's work. Like She is being incredible and she is finding all these people and arranging all of this stuff. And then, you know, my side of it, I guess, will be for some of them, I'm going to be going to the house and, and waiting for these people on, like, a Wednesday afternoon or whatever. Um, 
so there will be there's going to be weird sounding recordings from me over the next few weeks it's funny you bring that up i was just yeah. about to ask you um you had said on connected maybe that you were going to be um recording from there and mm-hmm. i know that you are very particular about your setup as any mm-hmm. pod- professional podcasters would be so are you just going to bring like a road setup and just allow yourself to sound not perfect for those few recordings um, I'm going to be bringing some, uh, I think the, I think I can, I always get a conf- these two confused. I think I have sure beta 58 A's, which are, uh, there, if you ever hear any show where I record in person with someone, I use those microphones, um, or I'm traveling. So I recorded an episode of this show on a microphone when I was in Portland. Uh, last week's upgrade was recorded on those. It's still a fantastic microphone. A bunch of people. It's the one I'm talking on right now. There you go. That's uh, I gotta say, Casey, that is my uh, traveling and mm-hmm. uh, second-rate microphone. Yes, yes, yes. I could bring the mic that I currently use because it is the exact same form factor and size, uh, which is the Neumann KMS 107. But this is an expensive microphone that I don't want to be moving around, like just for the sake of it. So I will be taking a MacBook uh, and a USB audio interface, a crap ton of dongles, <laughs> and a microphone. And I will. And I'm getting like I have no idea. This thing's coming from Amazon tomorrow. I have no idea if it's any good, but it's like a a, a portable sound shield. Interesting. Okay. To that kind of will go around the microphone and my face. I have no idea how I'm gonna like see my computer or anything with this thing, but like it might at least try and stop some of the echo that is just going to be inevitable. Uh, I just need to do some testing with it. But yeah, it's just basically over the next couple of weeks, some of the shows are going to sound sound strange, I think. But mm-hmm. I, think, I, think, I think everybody will understand. I mean, yeah, stuff happens. So uh, I, I, I think it's a reasonable trade-off, and I think you're doing the best you can. We have, And now we're also like in the, in the midst of like sorting out utilities, Oh yes, so, that's always fun. Have you and you said you're getting um you're getting fiber optic internet, is that right? You bet. That's oh, one thing you. that's like so annoying. Um so we had arranged like so that the fiber optic is gonna get installed in a couple of weeks' time on a Friday and they're gonna come between one and six, which is great. Like I can just I can wake up here and I can travel there. Friday, that day I have no recordings, I have nothing planned, no meetings, nothing. It's like that's great. That's the day it's set. Then I got another email. I'd be like, "We're gonna re- we're gonna deliver the equipment the next day between seven and six. Aye. like so, like the fo- the fo- the day before, which is a day that I have a bunch of recordings. I'm actually going to a talk that evening. Like, as I got a bunch of things, but if that means I'm gonna have to stay there the night before, mm-hmm. like, because I I can't be at, from our place to, to the to the flat by seven a.m. It would kill me. I'd be waking up at like four in the morning or something together. Um. You couldn't even like Uber it just to take away all the transfer and transit and whatnot. Uh, maybe I mean th- I I'm f- I fully believe this will not be the only night that I'm going to be spending in the flat over the next couple of weeks. Like we're going to buy an inflatable mattress, sure, sure. and uh, I'll, I'll just be spending some time there. I mean, I expect that we both will be doing bits and bobs. You know, Adina may stay with me that night. We had, we haven't really discussed it, but you know, um. I expect there's going to be a lot of this, you know, as, as we're trying to kind of get stuff sorted. I started pack, I started packing things today. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. We had some we had some cardboard boxes delivered from Amazon. 
um, which feels like the most that is a little weird. millennial thing I've ever said. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, and I've started just packing some stuff, so I've I've packed a bunch of drawers away. So a lot of like loose technology things and um, stuff like that. And I've and I've got a pile of stuff that I want to sell or put on eBay or whatever as well. So we, I'm, and then tomorrow I'm going to start sorting through some clothes. Like I'm I'm just starting now, and and my plan is to try and just do something every day. Yeah, that's smart. Because I have thirty years of accumulated stuff. Yeah, that's I, I've never moved as an adult. Uh, I'm I moved. We moved to this place like ten or eleven years ago, but it, none of it was my problem. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you're gonna have some craft, and uh, you're gonna have some stuff, and you're gonna want to get rid of a bunch of stuff, and it's gonna be it's gonna be intense. But this is a healthy process. The next probably a couple of months are going to be really tough but i think by the new year you should the both of you should feel like new people and you should really start to be able to breathe yeah i'm looking forward to that time uh, like i know we have like a long road ahead but it's feeling a lot better now that we're actually at the point where we very very nearly own the place mm-hmm. and and i know that it's going to be doable and it's just going to be it's just going to be tricky but i have every faith that we're going to be able to make it happen it's just going to be a case of waiting until we get to that point but like talking about like the, the getting rid of stuff right so I'm, something that we were talking about earlier was like how how do you how do you get rid of things right like we have things here uh called skips that i don't know what they would be called in america but it is basically someone will drive this big thing to your house and you throw a bunch of stuff in it and then they come back and pick it up and drive it away again. Oh, that's like, it's like a kind of a room, like just a it's like a big 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 shipping container sort of thing because we call those kind pods. Of. The, the, I, but like with the intention that all of this stuff is to be thrown away. Oh, 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 okay. I was thinking of this company called Pods that in America you basically they, they basically drive a standalone room and drop it off on your in your driveway or, or yard or garden or whatever and then you put a bunch of stuff in it and then they'll ship it to wherever you're moving to this is this is not to be thrown away this is something else so oh yes yeah, so the so chat this... the chat is saying dumpster duh i don't know why i didn't think there you of that. go i'm an idiot so sorry there is going to be a bunch of stuff we sell we're recycling as much as we can but it's going to get to a certain point where there are just going to be things that we can't do anything with um and they're going to have to be thrown away and so we were just talking other and he was like how do you arrange these things and i said i have no idea and this is a uh, a general theme of this process so far <laughs> is the feeling that i have of we are on our own now or at least i feel like i am on my own not as in i don't have adina but as in there is no one to do something for me or um, tell me how to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, right, I can ask advice of people, and this isn't what I mean. The way that I've been trying to explain this feeling that I'm having to people is, there's no one to tell me how my smoke alarms work. <laughs> that okay. is on me to understand. Right. Right? Like, it's the same as in, there is nobody to arrange the electricity company for us we have to do that. Like, 
we have to work it all out on our own. And as Doug says in the chat room, quite rightly, welcome to adulthood. And that's yep. what this is all about. Yep. But it has just been an, an interesting and, and kind of enlightening experience for me over the last week to really kind of being a point where everything that we do, it's it's all on us to do it. Yeah, it's it's part of growing up, and and I, it's hard not to sound smug and old when you say that. But I mean, I went through this. Aaron went through this. We went through this, and everyone else goes through this at some point or another. But at some point, you have to realize I don't know what the crap I'm doing, and yeah, I'm just gonna have to figure it out. And then you figure it out, and maybe it's you stumble once or twice before you figure it out, but you eventually figure it out, and then you feel like a million bucks because you're like, hey. I did this or we did this really. And, uh, and, and we are really proud of ourselves. But like I said, the next couple of months are super intense and it never really goes away because when you own a home, eventually something will fail. A water line will burst, uh, an AC unit will die. You know, there's all sorts of things that will eventually happen. So you never totally get off this treadmill, unfortunately, but generally speaking, this sprint, this this mad dash that you're deep in the midst of will eventually slow down, I'm guessing, sometime in January, and then you'll be able to breathe and really enjoy it. Yeah, it's like this isn't something that I didn't expect to be the case. It's just interesting now that it's here, and it's like, again, like I have more than enough people in my life, I'm very lucky, that I can ask advice from on how to deal with sure. anything, right? But it's just the idea of like, it's still our problem to deal with anything that pops up now. And it's it's just interesting that now we are in this position where we are dealing with it. Um, you know, there's just little things that pop into my head, like we're hiring these contractors. I've never hired a contractor before. Sure. No, oh, and it's it's a disaster. No matter how great the contractor is, it's always a disaster. Don't tell me that. I know. I mean, it's. I'm trying. I mean, I'm not trying to be negative, but really, that's the reality of the situation. Even a great contractor, in some way, shape, or form, is a pain in the butt. So you just have to accept the fact that this is going to be a pain in the butt and roll with it. I can. You know, it's like how you know. Yeah, it's just it's real tricky. It's just really tricky. Everything is just super tricky. Yep. Because we have our timeline now that we would like all this stuff to be done on, but what if the contractor can't do those times? And then what do we do? And then you go around and around and around and around. Yeah. I think um, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised all in all because you've had a really, really rough time getting through the purchasing process. Like here again, purchasing a home is never fun or easy. You're talking about the biggest purchase in all likelihood you'll ever make in your entire life. Like maybe another home you buy in the future might be more, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and so that's always a disaster, especially the first time. But I think you guys have just been super lucky that um, you've you've had a particularly bad disaster. And so hopefully by comparison, the contractors are going to seem great and be great and everything else will go comparatively much more more smoothly. Yeah, we have had a pretty rough time of it. Like, And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the roughest, but it was just the way that so many of the things that we were dealing with unfolded, right? Yeah, which, yeah. which were kind of all not typical you know like in just like oh okay do all of these things do them within a certain period of time and you have the house oh but now here's a wait which is like way longer than was expected 
you know, like way longer than the wait that we imposed on you in which we're just not going to bother getting you a piece of information that you need. You know, like it, it's all been a bit of a mess, really, which is why I'm like, even though I, even though literally everyone in the process is saying to us, you are having the keys on Friday and congratulating us, like our solicitor and our estate agent, I still just don't believe that it, the thing's happening. Yeah, I don't blame you. And, and I don't I don't want you to be pessimistic about it, but really that's the right approach is to just not believe it until you you have the keys in hand. Like I haven't even bothered to look into what the legal perspective is at this point. Like I, I actually think that with our system, there's nothing that can be done now. Like now that we've exchanged contracts, like the sale is happening. Mm-hmm. But I just refuse to believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be, I would be in the exact same place, and and I think again, I think that's healthy. But you should be proud of yourselves. I mean, I don't want to jinx you. I really don't want to jinx you, but you should be darn proud of yourselves because, I mean, it seems like, knock on my glass desk, it seems like you're almost there. Yeah, I'm I'm just happy that we were able to do it. I mean, we we started saving 18 months ago, um, and we've we've got it now, which is kind of amazing. I'm very proud of us. Yeah, you should be. You really honestly should be. This is really exciting. All right, so we need to do some real your feels. But before we do, I have a spot of real-time follow-up. Uh, Peter Johnson has reached out via Twitter. I don't know how Peter has made this happen so quickly, but Peter has found an issue of Stuff Magazine from July and has taken a photograph of Analog appearing in the print magazine. No way. This is the internet at its, at its best, ladies and gentlemen. Peter, how did you do? That? I, 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 yeah, how is this a thing? I am, I am stupefied in the best possible way. I don't know how one just had this laying around and could find it so quickly and immediately send an image to the to the two of us. But my goodness, well done, sir. Well, look at that. I know. So uh, yeah, you're going to need to buy me a copy, please. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into the back issue situation. <laughs> Yep, seriously. But uh but yeah, that's super awesome. The the only other time that I can recall having been in a uh in a in a print magazine was when uh, Lex Friedman had me contribute to an article about something. Uh it was like managing your desktop or something like that. That ended up appearing in Macworld. And so I have like 903 copies of that Macworld magazine where uh where where I'm in there, which was super exciting as well. I saw you sign a copy of that. I signed one? Did I? I don't remember that. Yeah, the Macworld party. Oh, that's not surprising. So oh, this was, funny. what was it, July 2016? I believe that's right, for stuff. Yeah. Uh, Peter, can you do me a favor if you're still listening live? Can you take a, a, a photo of the front cover of that magazine so I know I'm getting the right one? Because magazines do that annoying thing where, like, June is may and july is august and you know what i mean like yeah, how yeah, they, yeah. they date them interestingly just so i know what i'm getting and then i can order some back issues that's awesome all right so let's talk about something else that's awesome and do your do some real your feels all right this week's episode is brought to you in part by squarespace the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page website or online store you can start building your own website today at squarespace.com 
Com. Enter the offer code FEELS at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. I got an email from Squarespace a day or two ago to say that they're enabling SSL encryption on all their websites the other day. I thought that was really awesome, and I thought to myself, if I had to do that, how would I do that? And I had no answer. <laughs> I just know it would be more difficult than I would want to have to deal with. And this is exactly what makes Squarespace amazing because they have like just a real great infrastructure there to help you take care of things. Like They manage security and stability at all times. They give you great hosting. They have 24-7 support. They have a commerce platform that allows you to sell things. Like I, Some of this stuff that I've got here, I hate eBay. I'm thinking of just setting up a Squarespace store and just seeing if anyone wants to buy it. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, actually. Like I have stuff like microphones that like I've barely used that I th- I'm pretty sure someone would might want to buy. So I'm, I'm thinking about just putting them on my Squarespace website. And it's going to look great on any man- man- all devices, right? Because Squarespace have responsive design built right in. Squarespace websites look great on everything. These are w- some of the many reasons why Squarespace is trusted by millions of people around the world, including me. I have had Squarespace websites for as long as I can remember, from long before they were, I was ever affiliated with them. My very first podcasts were all hosted on Squarespace websites as well. Um, you can sign up for a year with Squarespace. You'll get a free domain name, allowing you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. They have their dev platform, which allows you to get in and tinker with the code, whether you know it or not. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required and start building your own website by going to squarespace.com. Then when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code FEELS, F-E-E-L-S, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for analog thank you to squarespace for their support of this show and relay fm all right so really your feels uh nathan asks and this is timely do you try to have diverse political views in your social media feeds i like some diversity to keep me honest um my social media uh on twitter mostly like-minded individuals um on facebook not by design, but just by happenstance, a lot of not-so-like-minded individuals. But what I have done, and I'm pretty religious about, is I um, I generally watch a, a, a channel called Headline News in the mornings. It's It was originally like an offshoot of CNN. And I genuinely believe them to be pretty center-leaning. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's what I think. However... On Wednesday mornings, because it's the center of um, the the center of the week, I always turn on Fox News, and it is fascinating and terrifying all at the same time. But it does, like Nathan is saying, give me a really interesting perspective on what the rest of the world seems to think. And I should also add, actually, that the only new, like traditional news organization that I have in my RSS reader is the BBC's United States section because the BBC doesn't really have a horse in the race. And in theory, and Mike, laugh when you're ready, is supposed to be center-leaning because it's government-sponsored, at least that's my understanding. That was going to be my point. Okay. Whether they are or not is a, is, a, is a whole other argument that many people can have forever if they want to. But the BBC is supposed to take no opinion on news. Yeah, exactly. So... 
in principle, they're very even handed, not only because they're reporting on a different country, but because they're supposed to be even handed. And so that's where I get traditional news um, that isn't the television or Twitter or Facebook or whatnot. How about you, Mike? Um, it's almost difficult for me to answer because I, I try my level best to avoid news. Right? Like, I just try to just avoid all news. <laughs> so, the idea... Like, I don't choose to have anyone political in my Twitter timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't choose anybody for their political views. But what I do... Um, I, I do follow people who have different views and provide different perspectives in different areas. So, for example, I try and follow people that span the length and breadth of technology so I can get an idea for what people think of about certain things in different areas. Um, I try and uh, follow people of different ethnicities and backgrounds and genders and um, politics in the sense of, like, feminism, uh, if you were to mm-hmm, consider mm-hmm. it polit- you know, like You know how some people can take it from a political stance and, and, and do work in that regard. Um, I try and follow people in that way. Um, I feel like politics is a is a bad description there, but like ideology maybe is better. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I can't think of a good word, so I'm sorry I haven't got I haven't really I can't think of a really great word to describe like that view on feminism of like trying to stand up for it and fight for it. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, I try and I try and keep a more open stance there to allow myself to be subjected to different views um john syracuse implanted that into my brain as he did in many others um it was like really like one of the first people to be like you can say you believe in this but maybe you should try and take in some of this um i can't remember when it was that i first heard him say that i I feel like maybe in hypercritical days um and then reiterated um on atp a while ago like and, and i like that thought of like Take in what these people have to say, and then it might change your views. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, I try and do that, but I, I try my best to avoid all standard politics where I can. So yeah, I don't usually get political stuff via Twitter, but you know it, it tends to bleed in, so it happens. Uh, Benjamin writes in: I'm a high school senior, and dismay at the next fifty years of climate change. How do you deal with our inevitable inaction? Uh, not well. <laughs> um, I tried, I found as I get older, I get to be more and more of a tree hugger and I care more and more about the environment. Um, I've tried to make conscious changes in silly ways, like being much more diligent about recycling, even if there's a, like, there's a trash can right behind me at work, but nevertheless, I will get up and walk to the recycling bin, which in all likelihood is probably just placed directly in the trash by the trash collecting people anyway, but at least I feel better about myself. Um, I try to be a lot more diligent about not using a thousand paper towels after I like wash my hands or something like that, um, particularly at work in little ways like that. But I, I can't say with an honest heart I've made any particularly dramatic changes. I still drive a gas-guzzling car, and I drive it like a maniac. Um, I, I make poor choices in that regard. But we put in you know an energy-efficient uh, heating system last year, uh, so that probably makes a decent difference. And, I'm, and we put in some uh, LED light bulbs, and that makes a difference, but nothing terribly dramatic. How about you? So 
we're looking at energy providers. There's an energy provider that Adina likes called OVO in the UK, OVO. And we were looking at their plans, and one of the plans that they offer, which is like maybe £12 a month more expensive, is 100% renewable energy. So that's where your electricity comes from. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one we're going to go with. That's pretty awesome. But it's got to be expensive, right? Uh, so I think for like, I think it was something on like the 30% renewable energy, like your source of, of energy is renewable energy is like 50 something pounds on average a month. Mm-hmm. And for 100%, it's like 62. Oh, that's really not bad. So we figured like for that difference, why not do something that might be a better thing for the environment and make us feel like better people? Like... There's the dual, the duality there. We will feel like better people for it, so why not go for it? So we're just going to go for it. Um, it's, it's a little bit more expensive, but I feel like we can uh, we can afford six pounds a month each uh, to try and make the world a little bit nicer for our children. Sure. Um, you know, I can't affect the the I can't affect the world. Um, I have luckily uh, a small effect that I can can play because there are people that care about what I have to say that I don't know personally, which not too many people are in that privileged position. So every now and then, you know, we will do something for a cause that we believe in or I will say something and try and influence people like that. And uh, I think it would be really great if everybody considered their impact on the environment. Um, I don't go, I don't make like insane changes to my life for this. But as you said, like as I am getting older um, and I'm thinking about a family, I'm thinking about the effect that that would have on my grandchildren and great grandchildren. And, and, and so I think if there's, if there are little things that I am able to do that might be able to help a little bit, then I think I should do them. And yep. I am. Yeah, totally agree. All right, what's next? Uh, Brad asks, what's the most important thing you've learned about communication with your partner or close friends? Oof, that's a really good one. Um, I have two answers for this. All right, yeah, why don't you kick us off? One of them is something I've learned that I do and as much as I try and change, cannot really change, is that I talk over people. I try my level best to not do this, um, especially considering my line of work, it's not the best thing to do. Uh, but I talk over people um, because I don't know why. It's something in my brain makes me want to talk. I, maybe it's a little bit of arrogance mixed in with something the way that my that my brain works. So I do two things here. Um, I try to not do it. <laughs> uh, the other is I edit myself out when I do it more often than not. Do you feel like when when I do my portion of the edit, which is, you know, at, at five minutes, 13 seconds, cut me, at six minutes, 27 seconds, cut Mike, I've never really paid attention. Do you feel like I ask for more cuts of you or for me? Uh, I don't think I've noticed. Because the thing is, we probably talk over each other. You may have that thing in you. I just feel like I do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um I, I can't remember the last time anybody ever said it to me, but I feel like it's something that I do. Um, and I know that I know that I talk over people in the shows um, every now and then because I have to fix it afterwards. But 
frankly, everybody talks over each other. I just know that I do it, and I wish that I didn't do it. Um, and I try to make myself better, and I have gotten better, I think, over time, and I'm continuing to try and make myself better. Um, but the other thing, the thing that that I know that I do, but I am actually have made some effect on and continue to get better at, is paying attention to people. So I think that it is really important to pay attention to someone when they talk to you. Um, and I have this kind of strange thing. Uh, me and Adina were laughing about this a couple of days ago. Does somebody can say something to me and I might be distracted, but it goes in my brain and it just takes a little bit longer to process than you would expect. <laughs> so like she may ask me to do something and then I can sit there for a moment and then I answer it. Because for whatever reason, it's just like rattling around in there. Like I've heard it and I've understood it, but I haven't yet processed it. Now, in the times where that is not the case, like if I am not paying attention, one thing that I do is I immediately apologize and I ask for it to be repeated. If I have recognized that I've done that, rather than trying to pretend that I listened, I just say, I wasn't listening what did you say? Yep. Yeah. Because I think that that is way better for everyone. Oh, it definitely um, is. If if you do it that way, but but it does mean that you have to be lucky enough to have a relationship with someone where they will respect that, mm-hmm. rather than be like, I can't believe you're not listening to me. Um, and I and I am lucky to be in a relationship where I have been able to grow this habit because. Adina seems to respect that and will just repeat herself for me because I wasn't listening, which is my problem, not hers. But I'm lucky enough that she will repeat herself. Yeah, and it's funny you bring that up because my answer to this question was going to be honesty. Um, I think it's especially critical for your partner, but I also think it's it's a pretty critical thing in general to just be honest and and if you're honest with people and, and if you give them the respect that they deserve, which as an example is paying attention to them, then usually things will work themselves out. Um, but uh, being honest, I mean, it's, I guess it's easier for the two of us to say this because, you know, this entire show is about, you know, our, the, the, our feels the, the, the feelings that the two of us have and being honest with thousands of strangers that we don't know. But, even if it's not something you're terribly comfortable with, and particularly with your partner, honesty is always the best choice. And even even silly little white lies can snowball if you're not careful. And um, and so I would say honesty. everyone is um, everyone does that. Everyone will will make little white lies every now and then. Mm-hmm. But again, something that again I have learned over the last couple of years is that it just it just helps to just be honest as much as you can be. Yep. Or and, and you know like to, and to be maybe over honest. Mm-hmm. I'm very again. I'm very lucky that I have somebody who is very honest. Honest more than I've ever met somebody be. Um, I don't know if this if this this bourbon whiskey concoction that I've made myself <laughs> that's making me be so sentimental this evening. But again, I I think that for Adina it is a mix of two things. It is one that she is not speaking a native language, and two that she's just a straightforward person. Mm. But 
it was I remember it was it when when friends were asking me about like our relationship early on, I would talk about how refreshing it was that she would just say what was on her mind because I'd never really met anybody like that before. That like if she didn't like something, she's just gonna tell you. And at first it was like a thing that I had to really get used to mm-hmm. because it was it was peculiar and it, like it wasn't she never does it to hurt my feelings, but it was just like, whoa, okay, <laughs> you're just going to say what you mean. And <laughs> getting to grips with that initially took some time, but I have no doubt that it's one of the key reasons that our relationship is so strong is that we're very honest with each other. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I So be honest, pay attention, and if you're not paying attention, ask for it to be repeated. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> Henry asks, how do you deal with the feeling that there are services that we use that won't last forever? Like, where do our pictures or memories go from picture life? Or what if Twitter went away, deleting all the stuff we've said? And um, this question was good, but what was really fascinating about it was Henry noticed this when he clicked the link in the notes for episode 22 titled The First Time Casey and Mike Met. And that's a link to picture life. And picture life doesn't exist anymore. Um, this is an interesting question, and I don't have a really good answer for it. But what I can say is, where possible, either don't trust the cloud slash internet to be the one source of truth for your stuff, or download a backup of it if it's something you care about. So as an exa- as two quick examples... The one source of truth for our photographs is what sits on the Synology that I'm looking at right now. They're all echoed in Google Photos, and that's the the interface, kind of the front end that I use to look at them more often than not. But the one source of truth I will always treat as the Synology because it's 100% under my control. With regard to Twitter, where the one source of truth will always be Twitter, every few months... I will go and ask Twitter for a download of all my tweets, which you can do somewhere in like your settings or profile or something like that. I forget where it is, but they will send you, you you can request them to create a zip file that has, I think it's JSON of every tweet and then a web-based front end to all of them. So it'll let you search and browse them, et cetera. Um, And so every couple of months, I'll go ahead and download those just in case. Now those, the photographs that are associated with those tweets, those could potentially go away, but the tweets themselves at least would always be there. How do you treat this, Mike? The the picture life one is a real tricky one because, you know, like part of the website's appeal was in like, give us these photos and then we'll give you URL of them and you'll be able to share them forever in these memories and moments. Yep. And and so like but so that's tricky, but as you mentioned, like photos are inherently an easier thing for this because in theory you should still have the file somewhere yeah i don't think there's ever been a a backup like a a photo backup uh solution as ever said just delete your images we got them don't worry about it i think that's true but i can tell you that a lot of people treated uh, picture life that way i agree that that's not the way it was intended necessarily but a lot of people treated it that way yeah, and I think I think most of those people did actually get their pictures back. 
Yeah, well, there was a long song and dance. Uh, somebody else bought the rights to all the pictures, and they like were they were able to restore them. I forget exactly what the, the it was like Shutterfly or something. I might have that wrong, but somebody that you would have, that I've heard of got the rights to all the pictures, and they wanted you to create an account. And if you created an account, then you could download all your pictures. But for me, I didn't bother because that was never my source of truth. But the one thing that I think about the most is something like Twitter. Which, I mean, the, like about 99.999% of everything I've ever said on Twitter, the wor- like it would be no problem if it was just, if it wasn't there. Like, whatever. But there are things every now and then, interactions I've had, blah, 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 that I would like to have been kept around. And again, you can download an archive of them, but it's not the same. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the photos live in the files, right? And when they get uploaded to a service, they're like, they're also in the service. Tweets live on the web, and it's it's the inverse, right? Mm-hmm. You can download them from the web, but it's not the same, right? The the image, like the one source of truth for a photo is is the original file that you have of it. The one source of truth for a tweet is is the the URL, the actual tweet yep. on the web with all yep. the interactions on it. So something like Twitter goes away, that for me is, is 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 a lot worse. And every single day we get closer to the point where that is going to happen. And that is uncomfortable for me in some ways. Now, I have been known in the past, I was having a conversation with a bunch of people all about this. I have deleted entire runs of shows from the web. Yeah, like, that's weird. My older stuff is gone. Now, I wouldn't do that now because I feel like even in 10 years' time, I would look back on this stuff and know it, it was of a higher quality. Because, But the stuff that has gone is stuff that I'm not proud of anymore because I don't think it's good enough. Like I still have stuff floating around from that time period like the pen addict because I feel like the pen addict was always of a higher quality in my eyes than some some of the stuff, not all, but some of the stuff that I was doing. Or at least that I'm happier with it existing because it is the sum of it, all of its parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are people that love those sort of shows, and 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 there are some things where I don't maintain a, a copy of them anymore. But there was like a run of one show that I did that I believed was very good, and we made it available for other people to mirror. Um, anyhow, this is way more than I need to go into. <laughs> Just basically to, to state the point of like. I am not like a hoarder of digital things. Like it is not something that really concerns me too much. However, there are certain things that I would be uncomfortable with if they went away, but it doesn't stop me using those things. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. And what you were saying about your shows reminds me that I automatically download every ATP and every analog, like the Synology looks at the RSS feed and automatically downloads them. And then by hand, I will go and download any of my guest appearances and save those as well. So that if those shows that are less under my control go away, I still have a copy of any show that I've appeared on. Maybe that's totally narcissistic. Maybe I'm just saving it for Declan or or Aaron or somebody to listen to in the future. I don't know. But I don't want to be in a position where I say, ah, crap, I can never get that back. Yeah, there is a lot of... There's there are a lot of systems in place now. Like we have our stuff all being downloaded. I download a bunch of stuff. I archive a bunch of stuff. Like my situation has changed. I, there are just there are just some elements of my previous work that 
just it doesn't bother me if it's around anymore. So few people listen to it when it was even alive that very few people are actually going to miss it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you went and listened to it, the audio is bad. My accent is horrific. <laughs> like it's out of date. Like it, you're just not going to get a lot from it. I don't think. Um, so I'm kind of okay with a lot of that stuff not being around. But you'll see, like, you can see how my opinions have changed in the fact that, like, there are three old 5x5 shows that are rehosted at Relay FM in their entirety now because they're bodies of work that I am happy with. Like, and I want them to live where the old mic would have just let them go. Mm hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, like if you, you want to hear what I sounded like on August the 1st, 2012, you can go to relay.fm slash cmdspace slash <laughs> one and listen to me interview Merlin with my friend Terry, who I used to host my very first podcast with. And Terry did like one episode of Command Space or two and then went away. Yeah, that's well, such a good night. Such a good show, though. I love that show. It's, it's, it's probably my favorite body of work. Yeah, you should keep doing it's it. Mine. Mm-hmm. No, you do you want to book the the guests for me? If I if I did, would you bring it back? If you agree to book a guest for me every single two weeks, I'll bring it back. Super tempting. I'll get right on that. Random listeners that 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 we may not know start letting me know your availability, and I'll I'll book them solid. <laughs> you book a you book a guest for me every two weeks, and I'll interview him. You know what we should do? We should just have me every two weeks. 